G-Maker MMA show live in five, four, three, two, one. We're here on a Sunday, folks. Welcome in. It is Sunday, January 27th, 2019. Hello, everybody. This is Gabriel Hernandez, and you welcome in to episode 172, if I'm not mistaken. If not, I just fucked up a huge mistake. Yeah, 172, episode 172 of the G Meeker MMA show. It is good to be back. Quick little side note before we begin. My massive apologies if you can notice the changing in my voice. The difference in my voice, the sound. I caught a cold a couple days ago, and ever since then I've been getting over it. It's only been a couple days, but um, it's been a pain in the ass, man. My sinuses have been clogged. That feeling when you're sneezing so much and your nose is stinging, that feeling in your nose and stuff, that thing's a pain in the ass. Just feeling like half your strength is there. So the past couple days I've been dealing with that. Um, yeah, I haven't really had none of my energy, so I really have been able to focus on a lot of stuff. But um, one thing I did focus on was last night's fights. Bellator, uh, Ryan Bader versus Fedor. Ryan gets it done. I think, how long How long did it take him? It's like 30 seconds or something like that. Like, What's up with everyone winning so late, uh, so quickly lately? It's like they want to get in and get out. Um, let's check it out, though, before. I just want to see that, real quick, that shit real quick. That was fucking impressive, dude. For Ryan to go from... You know, top five in the UFC. You know, there was John Jones, there was DC. We never really got to see him fight DC, but to see what Ryan has been able to put together since leaving UFC, there was no doubt that he would have been a world champion sooner rather than later in the UFC, but it's nice to see him do it over in Bellator. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are surprised. A lot of people were excited. I was one of the people on the bandwagon from the very beginning. You know, I've always appreciated Ryan because Ryan is uh, a huge talent, definitely very disciplined. I said this, you know, he has great wrestling. You know, he's been able to put his his striking together his, and utilize it with his great wrestling. He's already had great wrestling, Arizona uh, state champion, but he was, you know, wrestler turned mixed martial artist and Turn in one of the best in the world, you know. Knock, he knocked out King Mo with that same punch. If I'm not mistaken, go back and watch that one. He's he's dusting everyone at heavyweight. It's a heavyweight tournament, and he's winning. So congrats to him. And I'm pro- I really apologize for the stuffiness and the sound. And if you hear me snuff, uh, sniffling every other minute, I apologize. I give you permission to turn this podcast off. So all right, Ryan Bader. Yeah, he won in 35 seconds. 35-second win over uh, Fedor. Before that, he beat Mitrion by a unanimous decision. He dominated Matt Mitrion in that fight. Um, King Molo. That's not even right. This is the best part about it. This isn't even the fastest win of his career when it comes to this heavyweight tournament. The fastest win was uh, against King Mo in May, where he won in 15 seconds. So has Ryan even got touched in this fight? Everyone's been asking that. But now Ryan is a two-division champion and did say that Scott Coker will give him leeway to defend both belts. It's not like a legacy thing where he gets one and forgets about the other. I think Ryan is a, a consistent enough athlete and fighter and world champion to successfully defend those belts twice. I mean, we haven't really seen it because we've been over on the trend of the UFC. People will defend the belts, uh, you know, 
Amanda Nunes def- uh, won the 145-pound belt and has no attention on defending it. Connor never defended two belts. Um, DC defended the light heavyweight belt before that, but eventually was, eventually was stripped of his light heavyweight belt, and now he is a heavyweight champion. So we never really seen any consistencies with the two-division champion status like that, but if I think of someone consistently that can do it and it would operate on a proper schedule, especially with Bellator, with them doing this whole heavyweight Grand Prix, they were able to structure it out. So I think if they can structure things out, with the shallow heavyweight division right now with Ryan Bader on top uh, and the light heavyweight division as well. Speaking of light heavyweights, Chael Sonnen's calling out Ryan Bader and immediately just deleted a tweet right afterwards. Stylistically, what do I think of that? I don't think that's a good fight for Chael at all. I mean, we all remember Chael's last fight. I'm not saying, I'm not throwing any shade on Chael Sonnen. Chael's one of the best um, analysts, commentators, you know, smart, smartest guys in the game. But if you look at his last fight with Fedor, I mean, if you look at his look at the fight with Ryan Bader, stylistically break it down. Ryan Bader versus Chael Sonnen. Does that sound like a fight? What is there that Chael can do to Ryan? Potentially, if you look at it like stylistically wise, what is there that poses a threat to Ryan? Ryan's the more younger, the more faster, the more athletic, more disciplined. Those are the keys to victory, I feel like, in this whole tournament. I said he has the best discipline, puts everything together, utilizes his wrestling in the perfect way, uses his hands when he needs to, uses his wrestling in reverse. I mean, Ryan was always a guy with one-punch knockout power, and he started off as a wrestler. He wasn't a boxer. He wasn't a, a kickboxer in the beginning. You know, he slowly but surely started to form his striking, up, uh, form his striking together as his career prolonged. Like I said, I'm proud of him. Ryan Bader turned in and cashed in in the best way, shape, or form. This is another topic that's... Uh, I've been reading the comments and stuff, and we get this. This is a mixed martial arts world, so we're going to have fans from all over the world talking about it. Oh, he was he was uh, he, he'll never do that in the UFC. He won't stack up against the top five of the UFC. Look at the losses that he's had in the UFC. Is that really your only claim to fame is pointing out someone's flaws rather than what he's been able to accomplish. This is a game of numbers. This is a game of career. This is his career. This is where he wants to make the most money, get the most recognition, get the best paydays, get the best fights. And the best fights are everywhere. I mean, UFC has the best fights, but, you know, best fights for him. I think, you know, not everyone. UFC, you know what? UFC is the mainstay of combat sports, but... You know, in this new era with free agency and the new era of negotiating power and, you know, really going where you're really worked, like Eddie Alvarez went to one, Mighty Mouse Demetrius Johnson went to one, all these people that will either sign with Bellator or people that sign with other organizations or former UFC fighters like Ryan. I mean, Bellator has a handful of UFC guys. They have Machida, Gagon Musasi, Ryan Bader, Chael Sonnen, Tito Ortiz. Benson Henderson, Rory McDonald, John Fitch. Bellator has a stable of former UFC fighters and former fighters um, who are at the top of the, the divisions in the UFC. So it, it, it's a money thing. It's a legacy thing. So going back to what I was saying about the people talking shit about Ryan, I just think it's pointless because at this point in time, it's that, 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 that those claims are so invalid. I mean... I think he's a champion. I think he could become a champion in any organization he fights in, including the UFC. I mean, he has huge power. 
I mean, his first couple losses. I mean, his last, when is the last loss? His last loss was like, I think his first loss was to Tito. Or no, it was to John Jones by submission. And then that's when he lost to Tito Ortiz by like a, like a crazy upset. You know, when Tito threw that left, I think it was a left hook in that shovel hook or something. He dropped him. And then that was Tito's big comeback fight. That was one of Bader's, uh, unexpected significant losses um the machida one was significant too the last time he lost was anthony johnson that was back at uh ufc on fox um back in january of 2016 ever since then he's been perfect i mean that knockout over alir latifi where he looked like he blew him out of the fucking water that shit was insane um beat the brakes off antonio noguera on the rematch beat phil davis yet again for the belt and bellator by split decision Beat, beat down Linton Vassell, stopped him with punches. Love you, Linton. No, just just stayed in the facts. Um, Mohamed Lawal, also known as King Mo, he stopped him in 15 seconds. Matt Mitrione beat him. Fedor Milidenko beat him. So if you look at it all, Ryan's performances, man. When you look at Fedor, yeah, Matt Mitrione was, I thought it was impressive. It wasn't like a, a vintage Ryan Bader, like, you know, finishing, you know, Matt's very tough. So, you know, he got to get the job done. He beat Matt by unanimous decision. Um, but, you know, his, his fights with Fedor, his fight with Muhammad Lawal. I mean, if you combine both those fights together, it's less than two minutes, man. Ryan Bader is is a killer. He, he's a vintage guy. He's a vintage, uh, uh, vintage power, vintage ground and pound. Vintage, you know, he has good submissions as well. But he's more known for his pressure, his wrestling, and his, his knockout power. It's kind of comparable to DC in a way. Because if you think about it now, Ryan is undefeated at heavyweight. As crazy as it is to say that. Because he beat Muhammad Wall, so he's he's 3-0 at heavyweight. And if you look at Cormier, you look how dominant Cormier was at heavyweight for so long. I mean, Ryan was dominant at 205 pounds, and so was Cormier. But, you know, Ryan's finishing people with one punch. Ryan's finishing... Two fights in under three minutes total combined out of, out of, you know, two people he's finished in under three minutes. That 15 second win, the 35 second win. You know, he, he cruised through this tournament. And that's what's fantastic for me is the fact that he was able to cruise through this, essentially being untouched. And now that we have him as a heavyweight and the light heavyweight champion, what kind of fights are set up for his future? Now, I'm not too solid on the Bellator's heavyweight division. I only really hopped on to talk about Ryan, and that was my main motivation. But, you know, let's check Congo. Uh, I think he's fighting, uh, Congo's fighting Minikov. But there's no, like, DC contender or uh, Francis Ngannou or a Cain Velasquez-ish type fight at heavyweight for him. So it's like, you know, no one's casually thinking about Bellator's heavyweight division unless you're a hardcore fan. And since we're solely UFC-based, a lot of fight fans are solely only UFC fans or, you know, watch a little bit of everything. We're not too solid on certain certain things. Like, I don't really know too many people in the heavyweight division other than the people that fought or the people that came up from 205 pounds to fight. So, um, I can't really think of any fights for Ryan. Other, I mean... Fuck, if Chael really wants that fight and if, if Bellator is willing to put that together, then by all means do it. But I think I got Liam and Gary in there. He just knocked out King Mo as well. Damn, everybody's knocking King Mo out. Um, He knocked out King Mo in his last fight. Uh, There's still, I mean, Phil Davis, I, I don't know. We've seen this fight already. 
that we've seen it twice, once in the UFC and once in Bellator. Um, I can't really think of any fights, man. I'm just thinking of legacy and how fantastic he's looked since joining the uh, joining Bellator. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I always expected high of Ryan Bader. I've always like, you know, I've always had high expectations. And for him to do what he did to Fedor last night was was over the top, man. It, it was amazing. Like I said, he cruised through that shit. Um, congrats to him. And I think he's on his way to establishing himself, if he hasn't already, as one of the best fighters of all time, UFC or not. Top five in the UFC, you know, probably to arguably top five in the world. You look at his legacy and look at the stuff he's turned in. Huge things for Ryan Bader coming up for sure. Two division champion. Uh, I, I feel that definitely he is one guy that definitely did deserve it. And, and you know, it's amazing to, to see where he's at now because in the beginning of this tournament, I had the whole bracket of everything and I was looking at it and I was breaking it all down and I slowly but surely broke it down stylistically wise um, where they're where the fighters were at with their careers, their discipline levels. I, I didn't think Chael was going to win. I didn't think Frank was going to win. I thought Matt Mitrione, you know, he, he's a good heavy, he's great heavyweight, but he's not definitely not like top 10 when it comes to like the UFC and stuff or top caliber. Um, no offense or anything like that. He's very good. He's one of the more known names in Bellator, but, you know, doesn't mean like skill-wise, I didn't think he was going to beat Ryan. I didn't think King Mo. I thought King Mo, if anything, would be a dangerous fight. But, you know, King Mo is just, he's very, he's very dangerous. And, you know, sometimes he loses in a lot of the bigger fights and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was a breeze, man. Rampage, I didn't think he was going to win. Uh, Chael Sonnen, like I said earlier, I didn't think he was going to win. Fedor, I, you know, if I had to say it, I thought Fedor would be the more... Um, dangerous fight, and I, I was thinking this is very dangerous fight for Ryan in this fight, um, because I thought you know look at the way F Fedor looked against Chael, but then Chael is a lot you know he's a light heavyweight or middleweight, essential middleweight at at, at the time, going up to heavyweight like and he's fighting a killer like Fedor. I mean look at what Fedor did to him. So people are you're only as good as your last fight, and, and people have been on the train of of telling Fedor to potentially retire. He should do this. We should do that. But I looked at his last fight, and I thought this is a very dangerous fight. Looking at him versus Bader, that was a very dangerous fight. But oh, hey, Ryan got it done in 35 seconds. Got the job done. Now we can move along. He won the heavyweight tournament, and now there is a U. Uh, Bellator heavyweight and the light heavyweight champion, and his name is Ryan Bader. So, congrats to Ryan Bader for sure. I'm excited. All 14 minutes dedicated to you. Yeah, it's a pain in the fucking ass to be sick, man. It's uh, it's it's really upsetting. You know, I'm thankful that I don't have a cough. I wouldn't have done the show if I had a cough. But I, yeah, I've been having a congestion it feels like one side of my nose is clogged it feels like i'm having mucus and stuff come out um, my voice sounds a lot different i'm cold you ever have that feeling where it's like you have to take a piss when you're hella cold and you're like when you're sick cold and it just like it's just so much colder when you piss that shit sucks so i have to keep constantly have like tissues and stuff and it's a pain in the ass, man. It really, it really, really is. If anybody it's ever got sick, uh, knows what I'm talking about. I think it's going around because it's like, it's it's winter right now, and I think it's just I don't know. It could be the air quality. It just could be a little trend that's going around. Everybody's getting sick, but 
I mean, I feel a lot better than I did yesterday. So my, my day, my, my tops, like for tops, like top tops is like four days. That's how long I'm going to be sick for. It doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that shit's not fun at all. Let me log into Snapchat. Now on over to, what do we have going for the UFC? What's coming up? Now we got some good fights announced recently. Uh, one one fight that I'm really excited for is uh, Darren Till versus Jorge Masvidal. Ooh, I got to sneeze in a second. So I think that's stylistic. It's a very fun fight. Both guys are strikers, are very good strikers. Darren Till is coming off the loss against Tyron Woodley. Um, Masvidal, is com- I think he's coming off the loss against Wonderboy, and he hasn't been able to get fights ever since. There's been some fights announced, discussed, and talked about, but we never really got a fight for Masvidal. We're going to potentially find Nate Diaz at one point, Neil Magny. Who knows, man? But that's a good fight. It's been officially announced. Uh, co-main event is uh, Leon Rocky Edwards versus Gunnar Nelson. Another fun fight. Um, let me see. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I really feel like I'm half of my strength. It really was a pain in the ass. <sighs> so... Yeah, yesterday I just laid in bed. The well, like I, I, I still did shit and stuff. I went to the store to get some, uh, get some. Like I don't know, I got some like some alcohol because it, it made me feel better when I was when I'm sick. Like still enjoyed myself, had some fun, a good time. Uh, it was like Saturday and stuff, and I was just trying to forget about the pain. The pain was like catastrophic. My nose was felt clogged. Um. You know, this feeling like you're half of your normal strength, man. That's a pain in the ass feeling, like constantly sneezing, cold, weak, can't focus. That's the way I felt. So, like, that's kind of what I've been doing with my weekend. Like, I'm home alone. I'm by myself today. And uh, I don't really plan on doing anything else. But it was it was a, it was a good time, though. It was, like I said, that. When I, when I took a couple naps, felt fucking good. Today I feel so much better, but I still kind of feel feel kind of weary and stuff. But I, I have a habit of getting over my sickness because my immune system's real good. I've always had a real good immune system, unless it's like a crazy cold or something. Like I'm thankful that I have it. I came out of this with no coughs. Like I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing fine. And it's like a pain in the ass because like you're just you're helpless in a way. But yeah. I don't know if everyone's ever felt like that. Let's go to Instagram. Now. I just, uh, I had, I've been watching a couple of uh, breakfast. I was, was looking at it, the breakfast club, the show, the, the radio show on YouTube. I've been watching that too. And at first I kind of didn't like watching it because I thought maybe they were like kind of rude and disrespectful and they kind of ask kind of touchy questions on there not touchy but they're it's like they were kind of realistic with you basically i noticed that so they're real realistic with you and at first i thought i didn't really kind of like it but then after a while i started to watch i watched a couple episodes i think i watched the one with soldier boy and um six nine uh there was another one i was watching i think michael bisping one the tyron woodley one uh you know, they're just old episodes just because, like, you know, it's like it's like a fighter. You're going back and you're watching a, a, 
old fights, old fantastic fights that they had. So it was like I was going back and watching some of the highest rated shows that they had. So that's what I was doing. I just kind of been watching YouTube and uh, I've been really into this uh, Mar- uh, Avengers Endgame. You know, all the theories and stuff, you know, like the whole 10, the breakdown, 10 things you may have missed, 10 Easter eggs that you missed in, you know, those videos on YouTube, they have them. Like, those are the ones I always watch, like the little fan theories of people breaking down things, showing us Easter eggs, things we didn't miss. So I've just been on Avengers Hive lately and stuff, and I've been waiting since Infinity War came out, man, since, since, since Thanos snapped his fingers and got rid of all life. Or not all life, half half of all life, you know. I was always curious to see how the fuck they could try to do this or undo the snap and stuff. So um, there's been a lot of theories and stuff. I've been watching a lot. You know, a lot of it has to do with time travel, according to a lot of the theories. Like, everything's all lining up. So I've just been watching every other video that comes out. You know, it's been fun to watch it because, like, it gets you thinking about stuff. And, you know, versus anything else, like, if I didn't watch any theories, I wouldn't know how the fuck they're going to go back. Other than the little Captain Marvel cameo at the very end. Other than that, I would have known how the hell they're going to undo the snap. And then we got other great movies coming out this month, this year. Spider-Man Far From Home, which is set to take place after Avengers Endgame. Uh, There's a lot of questions going into that one, too. Like, what happens? Does he remember what happened in Avengers Infinity War? Because, like, you guys remember, he died in Avengers Infinity War. He was one of the people that fell prone to Thanos' snap. And speaking of Avengers Infinity War, you should see my, my props on my desk. Is I have, I, have a, uh, I have a real tall Thanos one. I have a Legends series, uh, Iron Man um, from Infinity War, the one the nanotech suit. And I have the, uh, a cheaper version of it. I think it was like $10. And the other one I had was $20. Yeah, both of them, and I have a Captain America one, too. I did open them, but I put them back in the box, and they kind of just been like on the display ever since. Like, I'm a huge hardcore uh, Avengers fan, or not Avengers, but, like, Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. I watched, um, basically, I watched all the movies so far. I mean, there's a couple that I haven't watched, but, um, like, I think the first Thor, if if anything, I may have watched them in the past. (coughs) I just don't really remember, but there's a lot of good movies that are are being talked about for Phase 4, so... I'm still debating on whether I want to buy my tickets. I don't know if tickets go on sale for Endgame yet, but that that's going to be a real good movie. I mean, from plot leaks to what the, what the characters are going to be wearing to the storyline. It's so, it's so fucking interesting. I'm so excited for it. And um, one of the reasons why I'm excited for it is because, like I said, watching all those fan simulations and theories, what could possibly happen, Easter eggs, clues, you know, keywords or something like, you know, the end game thing. Now I'm looking at it when Dr. Strange said, we're in the end game now. It's like he knew the name of the film in a way, if you think about it. And he just said, we're in the end game. That's the name of it. That's the best name for them to go with. I think that's the best choice that they could have gone with. So it's like he knew already. It's interesting to see. It. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Thanos looks, you know, coming back. You know, he was, I thought early on when he, when he first was introduced to Thanos, in Infinity War, when I saw the first preview, I was like, how the hell are they going to beat this guy? I was like, there's no way in hell they're going to beat this guy. Like, this guy just looks like he's too good. So that's what made it more exciting. I just I just couldn't find um, 
like a medium, like a, my mind, I couldn't convince myself that the Avengers could beat, uh, could beat Thanos, but it was, it was pretty fucking crazy, but I have some, uh, weed on, weed on the desk and I'm going to cut it up. Yeah, it's like natural, it's from the backyard, so I'm going to cut it up real quick, or in the middle of this, but yeah, then it's really interesting, because it says there's a lot of heroes that are set to be in there, and some that aren't even in the MCU right now, currently, that will be introduced in this in this movie, uh, I think the return of Thanos, like I said, um, is be curious to see how he responds, you know, in the latest plot leak that I was watching, it said that he becomes aware of the plans and you know if Thanos is aware of the plans how is it going to keep them like how is it going to uh how is it going to like how could he possibly prevent the Avengers from uh undoing the snap obviously think about it there's no other way to do it other than going back in time and traveling and like with the help of Ant-Man and shit like that with the quantum realm if you watch the Ant-Man and the Wasp it's like uh what is it it's like a like a perfect introduction of what's entirely possible in the MCU and stuff. And there's like a lot of like rumor theories and stuff. Like if they were been stuck in time loops since age of Ultron, if you remember that one, that was a good one. I I spend time watching these every other, every other day. Like I watched infinity war the other day, but I've really just kind of been stuck on watching the theories real quick. I'm going to get up and throw, I'm going to throw this shit right real quick. But yeah, it looks it looks pretty exciting, and I'm probably gonna watch a lot of a lot more videos late later and stuff. But that shit's exciting. Like I think it comes out in April, if I'm not mistaken. But um, they only released one preview. They've been really tight lipped about it. That's the part. That's the that's the best part about it is that they're not talking too much about it. And we get to sit here and speculate. So the next best thing for me is to watch those fan theory videos. I never gave a fuck about watching fan theory videos until until I started watching the Avengers. Uh, I'm feeling way better than yesterday. Amazing ass girl. Yeah, this girl, this girl I'm talking to is real amazing, so... Just texting back because you know it is eight thirty four in the morning. I got up around like six. I kept getting up because like I'm I drink so much liquid and stuff. I'm always getting up at night in the middle of the night taking pisses and stuff. And you know on top of that, I wasn't feeling good. My head was killing me. I still have a kind of a huge headache and stuff. But you know I've been uh I've been you know doing my best to stay warm and stuff like that. So just kind of updating people because you know when you tell people you're sick, they tend to ask. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, okay, I finished cutting that shit up. I still got to catch up on some podcasts. I think uh, Joe Rogan, Brendan Shaw, Brian Callen, Eddie Bravo, Brendan Shaw. Did a fight companion yesterday for Bellator. So I'm going to watch that a little bit later. I'm doing some work tomorrow. So I'm hoping that by today I'm going to feel 100%. I know I'm probably not. Hopefully, if all like the worst comes about, I know I'm not going to feel 100% tomorrow. But 
pretty hopeful that I will because my immune system has been good. And I felt significantly better since yesterday. It's mainly my sinuses that's really, uh, you know, it's really bugging right now. That's the only thing that's bugging is the sinuses. It's a pain in the ass, man. You know, you just got to take the right precautions. And I have a habit of of trying to do shit while I'm still sick. You know, my mindset's just so active and I want to be doing stuff. So it's like, I want to walk around. I want to do dishes. I want to go out. I want to be engaging. But, you know, I want to feel bad for myself also because it's like you're sick and there's nothing really you could do about it except for what you do to, to get better. And that's what I did. Uh, but yeah, it's a pain in the ass, man. Uh, I've been taking, um, some Echinacea. If you heard of it, it's, yeah, Echinacea. It's, um, I, it, it's a dietary supplement. It supports your immune system health, I guess. So immune system, you know, immune system, like I said, you're, no, that's one of the th- key factors of, you You know, when you, whether you get sick, how strong your immune system is determines how, like, how often you could get sick. So with a healthy immune system, you know, shitty communicate, or not, with a shitty immune system, you're, you're bound to get sick quicker, faster, longer, but with a good immune system, you're, you're going to, you know, b- blow through it, blaze through it. And that's what I plan on doing with this. Like, I'm, I'm going to take one of these out actually. It has four four hundred four hundred uh, megabytes, one hundred and fifty capsules. I don't know where my grandpa got this at, but yeah, he's been giving me these and telling me to take them. Like he took like way before I was even sick, though. It was just like something to take in general because they're I guess they're good for your immune system. <sighs> that is a nice bottle of proper tall right in front of me. That's not what I drink. I just have the bottle because um, I was looking straight at. If you, because you guys are listening, you can't see what I'm looking at. I'm looking at my desk, and I have. I'll take a picture of it and post it if you want to see. But I seem like there's like a bottle of proper twelve, like right in front of me. So it's all right though. And speaking of that, actually, I think um, USC featherweight champion Max Holloway just inked a deal with uh, Jamison Iris Whiskey. Which like a huge competitor. Conor McGregor's talked about it quite some time. So I thought that was a little funny to see that. Whether it was shade toward shade thrown towards a notorious one, I thought it was pretty funny though. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty good, man. I tried it. It got me pretty fucked up, to be honest with you. Yeah, it did get me pretty fucked up, man, to the point. But proper twelve just took me a lot uh longer to get buzzed the buzz was good eventually it was it was a smooth buzz it was an exciting one it was productive in a way i don't know how you can be productive when you're buzzed but it, it took a lot longer the jamison one i couldn't even talk on the phone right i was slurring my words and i was just like i gotta be done with this 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 is kind of like one of the worst feelings i could ever feel and i i could drink a lot that's the thing i like to party so I'm a wild man sometimes, and when I do, I like to chase the feeling. Like I'll, I'll chase the, the 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 drunk feeling or being absolutely stoned out of my mind. I don't do any drugs or anything like you know pills or cough syrup and stuff like that that everyone else does, and all these other crazy party drugs or cocaine. For example, I never do that. Um, only tried. Only thing I've really tried is weed, edibles, and 
alcohol, hard alcohol. I used to not like beer at one point, but I, I'll drink a couple beers here and there, or like a lot of them every day, every single day. <laughs> yeah, but um, it just like I like to chase the feeling. So, like, that's one of the reasons why I did that yesterday because it's like I'm not trying to feel shitty. I'm trying to feel good, and hopefully that good overlaps how sick I'm feeling. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a specific beer to go to. I mean, I like my grandpa introduced me to Budweiser. So Budweiser has been pretty good. I've tried that one. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like a straight shooter. So mind you, when I say this, I like to get to the point. So, like, for example, when it comes to weed, I don't roll. I don't know how to roll. I won't learn. I tried to learn in a college bathroom at one point. Weird, I know. I was just looking it up because I know I went into the bathroom because I was nervous. And I think at the time weed wasn't legal. So I had gotten a little bit of weed from my friend. Rest in peace. Um, and uh, I had tried to uh, roll it amateurish. Like it was going to roll up like a, like a fucking tortilla. And nothing happened. Like I got mad. I squished it up and I threw it in the toilet. Wait, so it was like. Ten dollars worth of weed, so it wasn't too much. If you know, if you or if you you're expert at how much you're paying and stuff, like it wasn't too much. So I threw it in there and got mad. I got one of those like uh, Swisher sweets from the from the gas station across the street from my college at the time, and I had tried to roll, but no. I'm more of a fan. You know, I'm a visual kind of guy. I don't want no boring ass joint or blunt. I'll smoke one if I'm with someone or with a friend, but you'll never catch me going to the store trying to buy those or anything. I'm more of a pipe guy. Like, for example, this bong I have right here, I'm not smoking out of it. It's broken, but it's like beautiful. It's red. It's white. It has little designs and stuff. I paid like 20 bucks for it, but it, the, the centerpiece broke because it got clogged. And then um, I stuck a, like a little lead pencil in there trying to poke the little resin out of the middle. And I guess it just... Everything broke and went, went through the center. So there's like a big ass hole through it. And it looks good visually. So I just keep it up here on the desk when I do the podcast. But other than that, I'm using this bullet pipe. I have this, um, I got it off of Wish. Wish is like the most addicting thing. Like I said last in the last po- episode of the podcast, I went, um, I was doing some crazy Wish shopping. If I could tell you what I got, I got some funny props for the studio. Um, I call it a studio because it's, it's a fucking studio. It looks like one. Um, I got this funny Trump hat that said make America great again because I thought it would be hella funny. I'm nowhere near affiliated with politics in any way, but I just thought it would be fucking hilarious to do that. I got the, and also uh, I think I bought these fake, fake money props. Like it looks like actual money and it's in a band and stuff. So I ordered that. I don't know why the fuck I ordered that. And I got a brand new pipe. Um, it has skulls on it, so it's really long. You know, it's from Wish, so everything's from China. So if you don't have express shipping, it takes hella long. So I ordered that probably like three days, four days ago. No, a couple of me, yeah, probably like three days ago. And, you know, average, if you bought something from like Amazon or any other local website that you shop on, it will get there like, you know, five to seven business days or a little bit less than that. But this, like Wish, takes hella long. It's like you go from... Right now to February 23rd, I think it's like in the February 20th of next month is when I'm starting to get my shit. 
like when I get shit from Wish, the stuff that I ordered a couple days ago. So that's the only downside to it. So it's like as time starts to go by, you essentially start to forget about the fact that you ordered them and your stuff comes and you're just like, hey, it could be in the mail. I'm excited. But yeah. And also, this is boring, but I just finished my taxes too and did all that. So I've been on top of stuff. So like it's going to be a good year. Um, But yeah, like... Yeah, like I'm excited to get that pipe, but this pipe I'm using right now, it's a bullet pipe. It's incon inconspicuous. The reason I have it is because, I mean, I thought I didn't think about it at first, but it's like, it's like, it's unnoticeable. Like it, when I'm holding it in my hand, like you're holding it, it looks like a fucking uh, automatic, automatic ammo. Like it looks like a, it goes like an automatic gun, like ammo for an automatic weapon. It looks like a fucking bullet like a AK-47 bullet or something like that. Jesus. It's like a, it's gold. It's, um, I've been using it for quite some time. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite. You know, it's not the most favorite pipe that I could have, but it is. Uh, it is one of my favorites, just because I have it. It's the only one I have. But you know, I'm not really a fan of glass pipes anymore because, like, I know I'll drop them and eventually break them by accident. I might say I won't, but I don't ever want to have to go through that ever again because it seems like I just have bad luck with pipes. Just some water. I just have, I just have the worst look. Lost internet connection. Well, what the hell? Oh, like it's so annoying when you lose an internet connection for a second and it connects to someone else's like over here. Xfinity is very popular. So the little hotspots pop up and shit like that. And it keeps popping up and it keep my phone keeps connected to it. It's like so fucking annoying. Uh, Uh, yeah, I feel like shit. I think after this, I'm going to go get some more. I'm going to get fucked up because of the fact I feel sick and I don't want, I, I, that's not an excuse, but I just really want it because it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I just want this shit to go away. I, it gets in the way of things. Like we didn't even talk about no fights today. We're 37 minutes in and we haven't talked about fights. Speaking of being 37 minutes in, thank you to all that who are joining us. Thank you to everybody who joins us. Thank you to everybody who listens to this podcast. Um, if you don't know, now you know. We are available on Spotify. That's my favorite uh, provider for this podcast. That's my favorite one. That's the easiest one to have access to the podcast. If you're an average person and an average person has Spotify, so it's easy to access the podcast. We're also available on iHeartRadio. That's a big one competitor to Pandora, but it still stands out in its own way. Podbean.fm, Podbay, other little other, you know, well-known ones. Google podcast is the main one that I use for my for both my phones. And um, that's how I'm able to access and download the podcast. I don't really listen to it. I listen to it every so often. Like this one today, I might listen to it because I know I did some sick where I was like half ass doing everything and like just don't feel like myself. Absolutely. I just feel like half ass, a half ass person. But uh, like it just, I'm curious to see how it's going to sound. And it's going to provide a different kind of uh, like look or not different kind of episode because like. It's just like a chill. We're chilling, man. And I think we're going to do it later on this week. 
as well because uh, we got some other. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen in the next couple of days? Like in, in the May world, just like a lot of shit happens, and that's mainly what we talk about. And we'll pre- pre- we we mainly mainstay podcast talks about UFC. This podcast mainly we talk about UFC every other week, or every single week. But like that's the thing, we don't have to. We we, we do, but. We have so much more to talk about as well, so I can afford to do more than just MMA because I'm so knowledgeable. I want everyone to be able to relate to me. The fact that I'm smoking uh, smoking out uh, my weed on a podcast, that's fun for the stoners out there at least, having some fun. I mean, it's just like you got to have fun with what you do. You can't just be boring and technical. You got to do shit that stands out. And I know a lot of people that listen. I know a lot of people that tune into podcasts. I know how to promote. I know how to do all these other things. And uh, it's easy. We hit the 40-minute mark of the Jimmy Gimme Show, episode 172. Pretty fucking awesome, though. Um, but, yeah, like, later on this week, we got we might have another show. We may not. I hope. I, I can't see straight right now because the fact is I'm sick and I feel like shit right now. So it it's really just like we could do a million of them. We could do five of them straight for the next five days, and I couldn't think about that right now. My sinuses are still clogged. This is a pain in the ass. I hate this shit. But I'm pretty sure we yeah I mean we probably will do some later on this weekend though. So I think that will be cool. And also I've been looking at memes too. I forgot to say that earlier. I'm a big fan of memes. Like, if you send me some good memes, some funny memes, um, that's that's a good way to get my attention. Uh, let me look. I got, like, a couple of them. Pretty funny. Uh... Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Well, I'm not going to talk about any memes. It's not as fun talking about them rather than looking at them. But that's kind of what I do when it comes to Instagram and, like, Facebook and stuff, Twitter. There's fun. Like, I, our Snapchat's been doing it, too. But, the, like, a lot of my downtime, as weird as it sounds, like, I'm not always on my phone. But what I am, I, I'll, I'll do stuff with, like, memes and stuff. I'll post memes. That's what I do on my account. Follow me at G the King underscore MMA for some of the best and entertaining content on all of Instagram. At least before my account got deleted. It was like, I think it was deleted by because of the copyright stuff with the UFC. I had like, I had like 7,000 posts, repost the fights, repost the people posting the fights, like the, the quick fights, little clips from the fights and stuff like that. And this went on a rampage them and Instagram went on a rampage and terminated a bunch of accounts so that's one of the reasons why I had to start my account over again but it's kind of like I'm glad because it said I was following a lot of people and uh I had you know maybe some spam accounts on there or something like that my my sinus is getting so bad right now good thing we're almost done we got like 15 minutes left here on this G-Maker show but uh yeah my uh what is it they, they, they deleted it, man. And for a while, I, I didn't go on Instagram. They didn't let me use Instagram for a while. It kind of started off with, like, it blocking me from liking pictures. Like, I could only scroll and look. I couldn't comment. I couldn't follow people. And I couldn't like pictures. Only thing I could do is look at it. I couldn't even direct message people. So they went on some weird rampage, and they shut it down. And then eventually, it, 
got logged out, tried to log back in. I didn't know what the fuck happened and uh, tried to reset some shit. Nothing worked. And I guess it terminated the accounts. It did. They went on like this rampage and they terminated a bunch of people's accounts and stuff. So um, I had to recreate an account, but I would say it's doing pretty good right now. I mean, I still use a podcast account for the show. We could, um, I run both of the accounts too, by the way. And you can follow the other one at G Meeker MMA show as well. Um, yeah, it's the same shit. I follow pretty much some of the same people on my account that I do with that other account. And I just, you know, I like to look at comments and stuff. Like when I'm on Instagram, my favorite thing is to look at a post and then look at the comments and like see what people say. Cause you know, sometimes you'll come across, come, come across a couple funny, um, comments and stuff because people are pretty people are pretty entertaining on the internet they're pretty sa- they're savages too sometimes like the internet will truly be undefeated as more people start to get knowledgeable as more people start to just use their humor because back then I never used to read comments at all hardly and now I'll get a couple of smart comments every other day I look at a lot of funny comments, especially on like the World Star pages on the Instagram. That's one of my favorite pages to follow. World Star, they post a lot of quotes um, too. Um, post a lot of funny videos. You know, they post women. They post everything, man. Anything stupid that's going on, they'll post it. Let me put that lighter down. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, yeah, we just chill today, pretty much. We're just chilling. We're just chilling, relaxing. I was really more excited. For Ryan Bader, honestly. That's the whole reason why I popped on because I'm so. Um, I was just excited because I followed him for so long and, you know, been with him through his losses. You know, I thought he was one of the more underrated fighters, obviously, and one of the more underappreciated kind of guys. And like I said, what he was able to do in this whole tournament was was crazy, man. With the, It was a. Uh, it was insane, you know. He he breezed through it, hardly getting touched. He didn't have any hard fights. I mean, there are difficult fighters to fight against, tough fights, tough matchups, you know, on paper. But the way he made it look, he looked good. He looked fantastic. I'm proud of Ryan. Like it's kind of like I wish he never left the UFC, but I'm in support of the fighters and their careers. And you know, if they're gonna do something to better their lives or make their make their life and their fighter their fight fighters' life better and their family's life better, and, and you know, career wise, legacy wise, he was, he's over there getting winning belts in other organizations. I'm still uh uh yeah. I mean, I picked him. I picked him to win. I, I was very confident in that. I mean, Frank Mir. I didn't think, like I said earlier, I didn't think any of those guys were going to win, unless it was Fedor or Ryan Bader. But it came down to Ryan Bader. I knew Ryan was going to win. I was hopeful that Ryan was going to win. And he, the fact that he got Fedor out of there, I mean, no respect to Fedor. No, I mean, all respects to Fedor, excuse me. Uh, Fedor is one of the best of all time. You know, it wasn't any easy task. You know, Fedor could have done the same thing to Ryan. You know, Fedor got caught. He could have came back and beat him like he beat, like when he fought Matt Mitrione. They both caught each other. Or when he caught Frank, Frank Mir caught him. And then he turns around and knocked Frank. Fr- he turns around and knocked Frank's, Frank Mir out. I can't say that right. He turns around and knocked Frank Mir out after Frank Mir had him hurt early. I keep trying to talk too fast. Um, 
And, you know, Fedor's had some of the biggest fights in the UFC. Oh, no, excuse me, not UFC, in MMA and in Pride. Pretty sure he fought in Dream, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's had some of the best fights ever. I mean, he was one of the best heavyweights of all time. Considered one of the best, top three best heavyweights of all time for sure. Fedor definitely goes in their top 10. You want to add uh, even all the rest of the best heavyweights in the world to the list. But, you know, Fedor is forever a legend. Uh, everything he's done in his career has been, you know, he, he's, he's one of the most feared fighters in the world. I mean, I still can't get over that fight he had with Chael. That's what's making me crazy. Think, making me think Chael's crazy for calling out Ryan. I mean, Look at what happened to Chael in his last fight. Chael's last fight was Fedor. And you look, Fedor beat the fuck out of Chael Sonnen. So it's like, is Chael Sonnen at a point where he's just talking himself into fights? Does he think he could really win, though? I mean, look at Ryan Bader as of late. I mean, he beat Fedor, and Fedor just beat Chael Sonnen. So if Ryan, I mean, we didn't really see too much in the fight. We seen 35 seconds, but... If Ryan can beat Fedor with ease, imagine what he's going to do to Chael. He would beat the fuck out of Chael Sonnen. I think so. It's a great fight. Great, great fight. Uh, if they want to put that together, they said Chael did say he's a top contender at 205 pounds. So why not? I mean, fuck it. Do it, man. Bader versus Chael. That's gonna have some serious promotion. I guess we, I guess we can sit behind here. I guess I can vouch for that. I thought it's kind of stupid. You know how I feel normally about it. I think it's a bad matchup stylistically for Chael, not for Ryan. Ryan's gonna blaze through him, but um, I think it's a good fight. It's gonna promote. It's not. A, it's not a freak show fight that Bellator puts on. Um. Yeah, it was. It was a. And I uh, see the Aaron Pico fight too. Damn, he was ahead in that fight. Um, you know, he hurt him. And then I think who did he fight? Leandro Hugo. I think that's what it was. Let me see. I'm gonna pull that up real quick. That'll be the last thing, and we'll probably get out of here. I had something to say about that. Uh, just in relation, this relates to what I said last week, and you know, I'll explain it in a second. But yeah, tough loss, man. I've seen a lot of uh, people online talking about it. Based off of his age, he's 22 years old, same age as I am. So, yeah, it sucks. It really sucks. He's 22 years old. But, you know, it's a fight game. He's, he's real good. He has a lot to learn. And, you know, if you, if you see his last loss and you see him ever since he came back, look, his first fight, he gets he's submitted in 24 seconds. All right, fast forward to his next fight. Justin Lin, he knocks him out. Three minutes and 45 seconds in the first round. Shane Crutchin, Bellator 192, beats him in 37 seconds. Lee Morrison, Bellator 199, beats him in one minute by stoppage punches. Leandro Hugo... My bad. That's the guy he just beat. So he just beat him. Three minutes and 19 seconds in the first round. Henry Corrales doesn't have a Wikipedia page. No offense. Uh, 
lost. He lost by one minute and seven seconds. You know, it a, it's crazy to say why it's a bad knockout loss, but it's like these fights end so quickly that we don't get to see it, but the impact is deadly when it happens. Like he was hurt. He was hurt. He did good early on. He looked good early on. You know, he got caught into a slugfest and essentially paid the price. And at the end of the day, uh, Henry Corrales was able to, you know, get a, it was a bad, it was a bad loss, but in reality, He's never lost before by knockout. Is that his first knockout loss? Twenty-two years old. I mean, there's fighters younger than him that's fought that's been knocked out like that. I think was it Cody? How old was Cody when he first fought? Cody Garbrandt got stopped in amateurs, and Pico has had amateur fights too. I'm pretty sure, but people are saying that he needs to take time off and heal and stuff. But you know, it was a hard fight. You know, it's a fight game. People learn from mistakes. Look at all the first round stoppages he had after his first loss. He got submitted in his first fight, and he's been knocked out this time. Hasn't he? Lo- he hasn't lost a decision yet. Hopefully, that doesn't happen in the future anytime soon. But you know, after a fight like that, you know, you want to take time off. You know, maybe ha- not have him return till maybe August. August would be a good return for him. September, not September. I mean, it's January, so February, March, April, June, July. Yeah, August. Have him take five months off, maybe six months off. Have him return in late, uh, late, like kind of fall, where fall is and stuff, and let him take some time. But you know, people really got on it. Like, I don't know, people are real annoying. Like, they're real bitchy about it. Like, oh, he's, he's young, you know. Like, there was like a little thing coming out saying like, if he didn't get top opponents, that he would be sending all the people that he fights to the hospital because he's not fighting top competition, top competition, and he's beating everybody that the Bellator's put in front of him. So he wants to fight the best of the best. And I mean, I didn't know who Henry Corrales was. No offense, but uh, I did think that you know he was. I didn't know Pico is. He's good. He's so good. He's so young. So the thing is, he's so young. So I personally believe that he still has a bright future. He just needs to take some time off. He needs to go work on stuff. He, you know, it's, it's a fight. It's a fight game. Things happen. Jose Aldo lost in 13 seconds. Crazy. There's something crazier than that. Look at the Travis Brown, Andre Olaski fight. That was a crazy fight. Look at all the craziest fights we've had in UFC histories. Look at, look at Bellator's Chet Congo, his fight with Pat Berry. Look at what he's able to do in there. Cain Velasquez got knocked out in the first round by Junior Dos Santos. He came back and beat the shit out of Junior both times. Stopped him in the, in the third fight. So Pico is young. He got a, a knockout loss very young in his life. Took a lot of damage in that loss. But in reality, it's just the same as anyone else getting knocked out. He just got knocked out at a young age. You know, this could this knockout loss could be the best thing to happen to him. So, you know, I don't know what everyone's complained about. You know, it sucks. It really does suck to see that happen. It's it sucks because he's so good. He's so he's so fucking good. His striking's crazy. You know that 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 nasty liver shot, uh, that that shovel hook to the liver. It, I forgot who he fought, but he dude hit, hit that nasty punch to the body. Hold up, <laughs> excuse me. That nasty punch to the body. He just those body shot KOs that he was famous for. Dude, there's no one that hooks the body like Pico. Definitely does have good people around him. He has a good camp. Um, 
you know, just got to change some things up and, and improve. You know, I think it can happen. I'm guaranteed that he'll be back. Um, we got five minutes left, so we're going to wrap it up. I think I definitely will. I know that he'll be back. And, you know, it's got to take some time off, train harder, you know, fix some mistakes. And that's what the fight game is. I'm pretty sure his coaches will put him through the ringer and he'll identify what he did and won't do it again. Come back better than ever. Go on a win streak and putting people away in the first round just like he has been. But, yeah, that is our show, though, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for joining me in here for today's episode of the G Meek MMA Show, episode 172. Thank you to Anchor Radio for hosting this amazing podcast. Like I said, we've been on so many different platforms and stuff and you know, just couldn't find a proper home, but we were able to find Anchor. It's easy as one, two, three. I promise you sign up anchor.fm slash start to start your own podcast today and distribute your podcast to all the major podcast providers google play music iHeartRadio, radio uh, i think yeah google podcast um apple podcast and so on even on spotify as well so they they put your podcast out to every single platform so your friends your family your fans whoever your instagram followers your snapchats your twitter twitter tweeters your friends etc will be able to follow you and you know listen to your content and stuff so anchor.fm slash start you can follow me on twitter at g the king underscore mma and on instagram at G the King underscore MMA. The Snapchat's still the same at G Meeker underscore MMA. Facebook.com slash Gaby Baby123. One last thing. Follow the G Meeker MMA show on Instagram at G Meeker MMA show. Uh, great show today. Uh, we talked about a lot. We we talked a lot about a lot of bullshit. We had some fun, though. I've been sick. Like I said, hopefully planning on getting rid of this in a couple days or so. I don't plan on being sick because it's a pain in the ass. My sinuses are clogged. I feel like shit. So I kind of don't want to do that. So I'm, I'm hoping to get rid of this. So, And like I said, congrats to Ryan Bader. More than proud. I was happy to talk about that. Kind of dedicate this podcast to his victory. It was fun. Um, Aaron Pico will be back, like I said. I know he will. Um, that's what I was going to say about it. Like, quickly, I said I wanted to fight. I'm the same age. Um, I'm, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to train right. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to make sure that I have some solid training in before I even consider fighting. And I'm going to do everything in the best shape Wait, I'm not saying he did it, but I'm saying that I'm going to do it the best way. It's, this game, this fight game comes with risks, and uh, I'm willing to take all those risks, but I'm going to do everything I possibly can to make sure that those risks are minimal and that I don't make any mistakes if I don't have to. So that's what I was going to say about that earlier. That's because I, I massively do have a, a urge to train and, and to personally, you know, enhance my knowledge of mixed martial arts and stuff too. So I was able to do that, and that's what I want to do. Um, and I know watching these young guys go down like that, I know that could be me, and I'm 100% you know, okay with that. The fact that if it happens, it happens. You know, It's a fight game. You've got to come back and be better than ever. So, like I said, thank you guys for joining us here on this episode of the G Meeker MMA Show. Should, the podcast should be up and available in the next you know, 15, 20 minutes after production, after it goes through. Available, it's going to be available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play Music every everywhere. All your major, major podcast providers. So this is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. We will be back next week. G Meeker MMA.